When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Building Better Business podcast is the best place to learn how to take your business to the next level. It's no longer enough to earn good profits. You need to develop a network of connections as well as use all types of marketing to your advantage that will put you over the edge. Hosted by me, Steve Eschbach, a financial executive with decades of experience in dealing with businesses and business people, we'll learn how this all comes together. Join me and my expert guests as we delve into the many facets of owning the business and how to become a good, caring business owner. Listen how making a difference in your community can attract all sorts of clientele, which in turn will build you a better business. Greetings of the day, my fellow listeners. My name is Steve Eschbach, and I'm welcoming you to another edition of Building Better Businesses. And we now have a return guest who happens to be the president of Transworld Business Advisors. It's Andy Cagnetta, and I'm delighted to have you back. And uh, for those of you that recall, he was on probably, I'm going to guess, anywhere from 12 to 18 months ago. I know it was at the beginning of the pandemic, okay? And that's when uh, small businesses were adversely affected by uh, things that many of us were not aware of. And now things have changed dramatically. So what we hope to cover today is a little bit on what's going on in business sales. And uh, as you know, Transworld Business Advisors is the largest business brokerage in the world. I'll let Andy talk a little bit more about that. Andy's been at the helm for quite some time. Hey, Andy, why don't you do me a favor, refresh our memories for those that may not recall who you are, who you represent. We both, by the way, by full disclosure, are Transworld Business Advisors uh, owners, operators, executive, etc. So, Andy, welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be back with another best-selling author at Transworld. And yeah, yeah. I mean, so much has changed in a year and a half. And and it was funny because I just celebrated twenty-five years. So, twenty-five years ago, uh, this year in March, I bought Transworld, and I had been here previous to that. I was an agent. I worked for the uh, one of the original owners, Don and Bonnie Parrish, and I was selling businesses. And then his full retirement kicked in. So I decided to buy the company. So I bought the company 25 years ago, and we started building it here in Florida to the 10 offices we still own and operate. And 12 years ago, we decided to franchise with a partnership with the United Franchise Group. And we got great people like you to come and invest and be partners with us in the expansion of Transworld across the world. And now we have over 200 offices worldwide. We have over 800 people uh, selling businesses, selling thousands of businesses uh, annually. So it's been an incredible ride. And yeah, I mean, you know, when I was on last, I think we were bemoaning or certainly concerned about the future of people having the ability to buy businesses. And boy, has that changed. Absolutely. And uh, Andy, you talk about being here for a couple of decades. You've been through a couple of ups and downs recession-wise. Some of them are calling it the Great Depression uh, that we went through in the past 20 years. I've been through a lot, but uh, business sales are continuing to be uh, very popular among many people out there. Isn't that true? 
Yeah, it's always been popular and it's always been sort of a seller's market where the seller has the upper hand, where there are more buyers than sellers, except during those real kind of crisis periods. And it was like right after 9-11 for a few months and right at, and of course, after the great uh, recession started in, let's say, to late 2008, 2009, kind of lasted. That one lasted for a couple of years. And then, you know, of course, right after the pandemic started, we had a pause of at least three months where people were just didn't know what to do next. So I think what we've seen in those in those crisis kind of times is just people freezing, but not stopping buying businesses. And even during the long recession that we had in 2009, 10 and 11, let's call it, let's call it a three year kind of period. Businesses were selling almost at the same rate, but at a lower value. And values were down mostly because the availability of funds and mostly because of the people's, you know, risk tolerance moving forward. Absolutely. So when I had you on about a year and a half ago, we were just at the beginning of the uh, COVID-19. And I think a lot of people were very, very skittish. Uh, We didn't know which way to turn. And now we have about 12 to 18 months under our belt. Uh, What new things would you say are out there or what findings or what revelations have occurred over that period of time? People still own businesses. People still buy and sell businesses. What has changed uh, in your mind. And, and again, Transworld is a global company. So you've seen things throughout the world. What's kind of two or three things that are most evident in the past 12 to 18 months? Well, I think the great resignation pushed a lot of people to consider uh, business ownership. So I think people had you know looked at themselves, whether they were in corporate America or whether they were living in a big city and said, gee, I don't know if I have to do this. And so I think a lot of those people are considering moving out to the country or moving out to more rural areas and living in bigger places. So we see a lot of people moving and we see a lot of people choosing entrepreneurship as their next kind of career. And so we have had literally an explosion of buyers uh, coming to the marketplace and perhaps not in the big cities, right? People are looking to have a different kind of lifestyle. So I think that has changed. What didn't change, I think, was which was good and which has kept prices up is the availability of funds. And perhaps PPP put a lot of extra money into the economy uh, and businesses and people who had money still have money and the banks want to lend it. And the banks are in excellent shape after this whole thing. Uh, PPP and all those things kind of kept businesses afloat, made sure that they didn't default on their SBA loans, made sure they didn't default on their their, uh, real estate loans. And so what you see is now an economy right now with lots of cash. Absolutely. So what would you say are the new revelations that have come? So for any of the business owners out there or any of the the people who want to buy businesses, what really has changed over the past 18 months? What do you have to look out for? If you're a business owner, what do you have to really be aware of in terms of positioning yourself for sale? If you're a buyer, are there some things that you really have to look out for a little bit more so than before? What can you uh, say about that? Well, a few things. Let's start with the business owners, right? So for business owners, great time to sell your business. Probably one of the best times to sell your business ever. And I'll show a couple of charts, maybe. Uh, I'll share a couple of charts with you. But one of the 
one of the things that business owners, and this is good for business buyers too, while the prices are up, it's not like the real estate market. I don't believe it's overheated. People are just paying fair prices for businesses and and profits have been up. So therefore businesses have more earnings. Therefore the prices are up. Therefore the multiples are slightly up because multiples go up and I can show you a chart with that as well. But so one of the things that I have to tell business owners while it's a great time to sell, right? So this is a opportune time to sell and I'm not sure it's going to last. And we could talk about, you know, that inflationary pressures will perhaps bring down your profits or banking lending may get tighter because of increased interest rates. So those things may bring your ability to sell plus this pandemic and specifically seems to have shaken a lot of baby boomers again looking at their lives saying I can live my life differently. And the stock market being at 30 something thousand compared to maybe 20 something thousand when we started this back in 2009, I think it, it, or it, eight, it hit like 7,000. So these people have wealth and maybe are choosing, hey, maybe it's time to go. Now, one of the screens that I was going to show was the closing, what business owners have to realize is that while it's a great time to sell their business and they're getting top prices, the business owners, and I'll share my screen real quick. This is a chart of showing what the price is that a business sells for versus the list price. And what you're seeing there is approximately 83% on the low side for businesses that have an earnings of less than $125,000, like very small businesses, right on up to $10 million. Now you can see there's a couple outliers there that sold for more than what they actually were listed for. And therefore it's actually over the listed price. But what you're seeing for the most part for businesses that, you know, kind of hover between that $100,000 and that $2 million of an average of about 85 to 88% of their listed price. So what does that tell you? And what we've seen in some of the other charts and some of our findings is that businesses that are too overpriced do not sell. So what what, what I'm telling business owners is great time to sell, getting top dollar for your businesses, But if you're overpriced, that hurts the marketplace. And we think, you know, one of our speculations is the internet has been the great equalizer in the world of information. So people have the ability to comparative shop for businesses. And if your business is listed too high outside the range of what it should about sell for, people are ignoring that, those businesses. So that's the one thing I would say to the sellers. Is there any other trends that are coming to be in terms of uh, buyer-seller interface? So is there something that buyers are focusing in on more now than they were before? Is there something that sellers are doing now in terms of prepping their business for sale? Any, any new trends that are emerging in the past 12 to 18 months, Andy, that you might have seen? Yeah, I'm not sure uh, that there's a, a ton of trends that I... I can think of off the top of my head, but one of the trends is, and I think it's continuing, is cashless society, right? So I think books and records continue to improve. Businesses are, they have all kinds of ways to collect funds now. 
And so many people are, have these touchless, uh, you know, with their phones being able to pay their bills. And businesses, for the most part, don't have a lot of cash, especially during the pandemic. Everybody was afraid of cash for a little while, right? So people have gotten the habit of paying for things without touching anything. So that helps businesses capture those those revenues. And for us as business brokers, better books and records. And you know, supply chain issues, all those kind of things have brought down inventory. So you can't even play with inventory for the most part. So you're watching people uh, have better books and records. Uh, and so that I think that's helped businesses. Absolutely. So I see over your shoulder is your book there. Why don't you talk a little bit about your book there? You had some success with that, didn't you? Yeah. So uh, we both use the same publisher and it's called Closing the Deal. And uh, it was great. We launched it. We were a number one bestseller that day. And uh, it's just, you know, kind of our uh, 25 year dump of knowledge, uh, helping people understand what it takes to sell your business and on the buy side, you know, understand what it would take to buy a business. So I, I, you know, I think what we're trying to do, we think educated buyers and sellers are our best customers, kind of like a size Sims kind of thought process that we want people to be educated because we want them to pay a fair price for a business. And we want the sellers to get a fair price. And we want the buyers to be able to thrive with that business and make money and get their earnings back and have a return on their down payment and be able to sell their business. And uh, that's what we're saying. Yeah, absolutely. So were there any revelations in in your findings when you did that book, when you did the interviews? Was there something that stood out as maybe a big surprise? You've been in the business for 25 years. You've owned Transworld Business Advisors for a quarter of a century or more. You've been in and out of various economic cycles. What seems to be the thing that surprised you with the Great Recession? And what are the things that are your basic staples that continue regardless of the economic situation? I think you know, one of the surprises is is how many people agree with what's in the book, right? It, it, there hasn't been a big lashback. Like, well, you wrote something in the book that's just not true. So I, I think we hit it on the, the nail on the head as far as, you know, putting information in there that is ringing true. Um, you know, we looked at our 2021 statistics and one of the statistics uh, that we're seeing, uh, you know, again, that's kind of one thing that you know, the whole world is getting better at, at looking at data and understanding data and being able to kind of dive in. So here's a chart that, you know, we really liked. This is a chart of showing what businesses uh, are listing for based on their earnings. And, you know, we've been talking about in the book, and I think I talk about it in the book that businesses are worth two times, and we always kind of laugh at that. And one of the things we're seeing is it's sneaking up over three times for the first time really ever. But it still rings true that the quality and quantity of earnings drive multiples. And boy, here it is right in a screenshot that if your business has less than $125,000 list price, it's selling, you know, the the average multiple they're asking is 1.8, right up to $10 million where, you know, the multiples start to get to five to six times. And that is basically what we've been teaching for a long time. But we were shocked to kind of see this representation, boom, right in front of our face, that that's what businesses are selling for. Uh, so, and then the other thing that we track is how long does it take to 
tell yeah, sell a business. And we've been telling people for years. I mean, it's like it's nine months to sell a business. Well, look at this chart. This chart is really again just right in front of your face. The bigger the business, obviously, the longer it takes. So the small businesses are taking just about eight months. The average business, uh, right in that half a million to a million dollar range, taking eight to ten months, and then the larger deals taking, uh, you know, almost a year. So you know, when people ask us all the time, "Hey, will you list my business for six months?" It'd be like, "No," <laughs> and this is why it takes time to sell your business. Now we think that time interval is um, starting to close, but you know. We just don't. And we talked about multiples real quick, and I'll show you my last little screen that I wanted to show everybody. And that was that multiples are increasing. And um, it, you know, we had a kind of an outlier here at the beginning of 1.28. I don't know why that's in there, I, but this is smaller businesses. We kind of took out some of the large ones and bottom ones. This is you know the basically businesses from $100,000 in earnings to to a million dollars in earnings. And you're seeing the average multiple hover around two right through 2020. You're seeing the third quarter right around two, 1.6, right around two, and boom, uh, the fourth quarter of 2020, as things start to recover into 2021, you're seeing those increase by almost 25%, which is a big increase Again, not ridiculous uh, amount of price increase, not like the housing market. You know, if you bought a business and you had to pay 25% more and you were paying a multiple of two years, basically you'd have to stand there for another six months to earn your money back or a little bit less. So it's not ridiculous, but it just shows you the price pressures that are happening in the marketplace. Due to you know less inventory being out there, absolutely, yeah. So it's interesting that you point out that chart. You got to be, you have to clearly identify that these are businesses that are priced right to begin with. So when you're counseling your buyer, or I should say, counseling your sellers, you're going through a process that says, "Hey, this is the realistic uh, range with which your business is going to sell." You can't really get people out there that think they can get twelve times whatever. You basically have to counsel the sellers accordingly, and then that will actually get the the business to sell quicker. Isn't that correct? Yeah, I you know I I was just counseling someone this morning. They have a forty five million dollar business, or they they listed it for fifty seven million dollars. And it has a $5 million EBITDA. And I'm like, why? Why is it 11 times? Now, you know, there, there might be some industry standards and things like that, but that's probably highly unlikely. And something like that doesn't even garner attention. And uh, we, you know, in fact, I, I have another friend of mine that has listed his business and it's a restaurant. And he's asking three and a half times. Now it's something that earns $800,000, but still, it's so far out of the usual range for that size of a restaurant. It's just not garnering, you know, the attention, and we're literally getting no response for it. And and I think that's part of the issue. I mean, we have to just watch out for that. So, in the business brokerage area where we are in, and the size range that our businesses are in, how much credibility or how much emphasis is there on projected data? versus actual data. So for example, you know, you have a historical track record up to this point in time and you have a, a pro forma of what it could be. 
what would you say the buyers are placing most of the weight on the businesses of our size range that you've shown in your exhibit? Are they placing tremendous amount of effort on the historical and maybe not so much on future? What is your comment on that? Yeah. So I've been interviewing a lot of people, including some of the people who are doing valuations for the SBA. In the interviews, the SBA valuation experts that are that work for uh, banks that are lending on the SBA programs, the valuation experts tell us they're looking at 2019 as being kind of a base year of that's what happened when this business was good. Then they're looking at 2020, but basically perhaps throwing it out for good or bad reasons. We've had some businesses that had a ton of PPE kind of sales, kind of like gowns and masks and you know things like that. And then in 2021, they're looking at 2021 as a whole to say, okay, are they back? Are they back to pre-pandemic levels? If they're not back to pre-pandemic levels, then they're looking at the first quarter of 2022 and understanding. And if they're still not back or at least trending toward being back, that's what they'll value the business on. Now, if you're drawing a hockey stick projection out there of 5% or more or 10% or 20% growth, no, people don't buy those kind of hockey stick projections. Will people look at a business that's going to earn perhaps this year in 2022, 20% more than they did in 2019 and value that at that level? Yes. you know. So people are very sensitive and the banks are very sensitive of lending of what's happening right now and what's the trend. So if the trend is up, yes, that could have an upward pressure on multiples and valuation. If the trend is flat through 19 and 2021, maybe a little dip in 2020, I'm not sure that you know a growth projection into 2023 or 24 without some real reason why that happened, customer acquisition, new location, whatever. You know, buyers buy for potential, but the potential is theirs. Right. It's not the sellers. Right. So we are probably at the tail end of our uh, interview today. Thanks again for you coming back. What did we miss in my questions to you? Is there something that is prevalent in the in the M&A arena that we may have missed that uh, you want to talk about? Other than, you know, again, it is a great time to sell your business. And there's plenty of aging baby boomers out there and they're starting the trickle in. So we are seeing more people come to the marketplace. Our leads numbers are up. Our activity listings are up. So to the buyers out there that think that this is not a good time to buy a business, I would say no. I'd say it's still a great time to buy a business because cash is cheap. You can leverage yourself pretty well. The SBA lending is still inexpensive comparative to you know back when we were selling 12% loans. So it's still a good time to buy and sell. It's a great time to be in the marketplace as a seller. It's still a great time to be a buyer, an acquisitive buyer. And I, you know, I would just urge everyone out there that even owns a business, that if you don't have some sort of acquisition plan to grow, you're missing something. And I think that's kind of the next wave that Transworld will kind of be coming out with, you know, basically education for businesses, how to become acquisitive and how to grow through acquisition. I think that's a very valuable thing that a lot of people are missing out on. Absolutely. So Andy, I'm going to ask you to flash your book up again, because I want to comment on that. 
So closing the deal, and of course, I've read that book, but the one important thing you have to realize about that book that he wrote, it's based on his uh, business expertise, plus comments from others that he interviewed. So it's not just Andy telling you the story, it's other people, and many of those people that I know very well, uh, but it's tried and true real-life examples of selling your business, what the buyers are looking for, what the sellers are doing to prep their businesses for sale. It's critically important. It's kind of like painting your house. I mean, what's the most important part of uh, prepping a wall, right? If your wall isn't prepped, the paint won't stick. Same with selling a business. You have to make sure that everything is in tip-top order. It looks great, but it will sell. I tell you, well, but businesses are buying and selling today, and that's uh, clearly the trend. What, what, is, what did we miss? Anything, Andy? No, I think you, you covered everything. Okay. So last but not least, I should have asked you this in the beginning. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background. You've been running Transworld now for 20 some odd years, part of the United Franchise Group for the past 10. What? And you've been growing, of course. Obviously, Transworld has been growing. Fair disclosure, I'm a Transworld business advisor owner here in Chicagoland. When I bought mine, I was one of two. I'm now one of eight. Tell us a little bit more about Transworld. Yeah, no, Transworld, you know, we have created a marketplace for people to buy and sell businesses. And we have basically people like you that have bought a seat on the exchange. And our exchange is growing. And, you know, with numbers, we are able to do things like have statistics and, and help pass that along to our buyers and sellers to understand how to get deals done. And we have the ability to pass along opportunities for both buyers and sellers. And, you know, Transworld is a marketplace where we have dedicated ourselves to sharing information, to sharing commissions, to having a true trading floor for selling businesses. And I think that's only going to grow. And so, you know, I'm very proud of what we're doing at Transworld. It is not about me. It is about the amazing people like yourself that have joined us and the amazing staff and people that are put their time and effort into Transworld. So, uh, it's going to continue to grow. And, uh, I think I'm young enough to stick around for a little bit more and I look forward to uh, what's going to happen in the rest of 22, 23 and 24. Absolutely, Andy. And I appreciate the update. Like I said, we've had you on within the past couple of years. We'll probably have you on again. There are some things that change with the economy. There are some things that remain the same. Good businesses will sell no matter what the environment. I think you can agree with that, but you just have to make sure you position yourself accordingly. So uh, with that, last but not least, um, one more plug for your book. Go ahead. Tell them where to get your book. Hey, closing the deal, uh, you can get on Amazon or uh, yeah, I think you can get on my website as a download now. So you go to tworld.com and yeah. you can get it. And we, we'd be happy to send you a copy if you want one. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great read. And again, it's it's uh, his story by experience. So it's not his gospel, according to Andy. It's what right, he's learned right. from the many people and the team members that he's worked with. Last but not least, how are we going to contact you, Andy? Uh, just AC at T-World. Best way to get me is email. Just shoot me an email, ac at tworld.com. And happy to have a conversation with you. And if you haven't read Steve's book yet, read Steve's book. Uh, you know, we all have something to uh, tell a story and you can't educate yourself enough in the process. Thanks so much. I appreciate that. Hold on a second. We will uh, end the recording. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. It was a delight to have Andy back. I would invite you to join us for other editions of Building Better Businesses. And thanks so much.
The Building Better Business podcast is the best place to learn how to take your business to the next level. It's no longer enough to earn good profits. You need to develop a network of connections as well as use all types of marketing to your advantage that will put you over the edge. Hosted by me, Steve Eschbach, a financial executive with decades of experience in dealing with businesses and business people, we'll learn how this all comes together. Join me and my expert guests as we delve into the many facets of owning the business and how to become a good, caring business owner. Listen how making a difference in your community can attract all sorts of clientele which in turn will build you a better business.